MLM Nation, episode 577. Welcome to MLM Nation, a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built teams to over 80,000 and is now a full-time business coach and trainer. So if you're ready to level up your business, join us right now. Here is Simon Chan. Hey, MLM Nation, if you haven't heard, my mission is to help a 1,000 people earn $1,000 a month before next year. And I made it easy for you to get help from me. So if you're interested, you can get a help it's starting with $10, 33 cents a day. I'll answer your questions seven days a week. We prospect together. I'll guide you exactly what to say. And I'll put you into the five-step plan to get your next customer or next new rep. Go check it out at PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. And I look forward to helping you become one of the 1,000 people to earn $1,000 a month by next year. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. And I'm fired up to bring our special guest today. He's one of my best friends. He was a groomsman in my wedding. We had him on the show all the way back at episode 50. And so much has happened in uh, our lives, his life, his business, that I want to bring him on. We have my good friend, John Gerlitz. Hey, John, are you ready to make it happen? Hey, Simon, I'm ready to roll. John Gerlitz worked 10 years in corporate America and was a finance manager before he discovered network marketing. He started in 2004 and worked the business part-time for almost three years before he became full-time. He's lived in Asia for about two years, building in Malaysia, Philippines, and Thailand. He's built online. And uh, today, John's a stay-at-home dad, a six-figure earner, a million-dollar club member, and has won numerous awards in his company, including the number one customer enroller, the top 10 recruiter for reps, top 25 fastest growth. He's also served on this company's independent distributor council. And this is John's second time on ML Nation. He first appeared on ML Nation episode 50. If you want to hear his full story, check it out. But today, we're going to talk about some new things that uh, has been going on through John. So anyway, John, welcome to the show. For those who don't know, why don't you just go back real quickly, back to 2004. How did you um, discover network marketing? You know, I, I think I was a perfect fit for network marketing because I was not in a place where I can invest in like a, a franchise or, or uh, a business that required a lot of capital like real estate. But I was working so many hours at my job and my second job. See, uh, I've been working jobs since I was 13. I worked in a pizzeria. And uh, my parents always told me, if you work hard, you'll get, you know, what you want. And uh, I remember back when uh, they used to buy me these $10 sneakers, these Voights from Sears. And uh, I said, I can't go to school with these on it. I'll be embarrassed. And they said, well, if you want your $100 Jordans, you need to go get a job. And that's exactly what I did. And, and all I knew was working tons of hours. And, you know, I, I would shovel snow, I would uh, cut lawns. And even when I got into my professional career. I was in corporate America for 10 years. I worked second jobs because I had a lot of debt. I had school loans. I had car loans. I had credit card debt. And I wanted to work uh, at night to try to pay all that down. But, you know, after a while, after so many years of that, you just get real tired. I was exhausted. And I said, you know, there must be a better way. And when I looked at I, so I had a friend at my last job who showed me network marketing. I had never heard of it before, but I loved it. I loved it because it was home-based. I didn't have to commute, tax advantages, and it was it was a better opportunity to make money. So 
where it could take 10 hours to make $100 in, in my part-time job, I could do that in half the time in network marketing. So, I mean, you know, just like everyone else, I think I was a little reluctant. I mean, you fear the unknown a little bit, and it took me a few months, but once I got the courage to do it, you know, I thought to myself, well, this this is a, an incredible opportunity for me because it's inexpensive to, to get into the business. Uh, I'll have a business, so I'll be able to um, start my entrepreneurial journey. I enrolled in the company, and wow, 15 years later, I'm, I'm still with the same company, still in network marketing. Uh, I'm a full-time stay-at-home dad. It's incredible. Now, knowing you, you've been working hard, and you know that if you work a job, you get income, right? So in network marketing, you say you took a couple months to join. The income's not proven. Like, did you ever, what made you go into doing network marketing, which you may not make money, it's a risk, right? Even though you only lose a couple hundred dollars, but may not work out, as opposed to, hey, I'm going to stick with a second job, we'll get a third job. Well, I was excited about building a team, and I learned about leveraged income. And I learned that there's only so many hours that I could put in just myself in one day. But if I had 10 people working on my team, that's 10 times 10 in a day. Uh, we're working 100 hours a, a day as a team versus just my efforts. So that really excited me. I, I said, I need to try this because, as I mentioned earlier, I, I was just exhausted just with my own efforts. Mm. So once you got started, how was the first? I know you struggled. If you go, if you listen back to the original episode, episode fifty, you struggled for a while. What was um? And maybe this is a new aha moment. Like in your fifteen years, what was like a light bulb moment, aha moment that afterwards your business really took off? You know, the day I decided to become a leader. So I was fortunate back then. I had a good upline. I would do three way calls all the time, and I would really rely on them for presentations, but. After a while, some of my upline was telling me that, you know, John, if you want to make a full-time income, you got to start doing presentations on your own. And I, I think in our industry, when people first come in, it's, it's fine to work with your upline in this way for a while. But at some point, if you want to make good income, you need to start doing your own presentations. And, and I learned that when, when I quit my job and I went overseas and I lived in Philippines where I was the only one there. So, and there was a time difference. I couldn't do any three-way calls. I didn't have any upline there to do presentations for me. I was the guy. And that was the light bulb that I had to be the upline. Uh, I remember taking a five-hour bus ride to Northern Philippines and doing presentations for my team in different areas, businesses, restaurants, uh, fitness clubs, houses. And it was, it was me. And that, that just comes down to taking your company presentation slides out and thinking about what you're going to say on each one and taking the tools and thinking about what you're going to say to your prospect and just going ahead and doing it. And once I started to do that, my income went up to a six figure uh, income. Now I know you. So um, you're like fun loving guy. You love to party and hang out. You know, the whole story about John partying, how you got into network marketing. You can yeah, check that uh, previous episode out, episode 50, but deep down, you don't like to present. I know there was a time where you turned down being a best man at a wedding because you were scared to speak in public, right? And most people think of network markets, well, they can speak in public. So how did a good person that would turn down being a best man to speak have the courage to do your own presentations? Did, was it, what went through your mind? How did you get yourself to do presentations? Well, you know, that was the start of learning about myself and uh, what I needed to work on. And... 
it's true what they say, you need to self-develop and, and grow in order to make more money. Once that happened, I felt so bad that you know I realized I need to do something about this. And I immediately enrolled myself in public speaking classes. So I'd pay like $1,000 for a course where they would really put us out of our comfort zone. Like in class, they would put us on top of a table and just scream at the top of our lungs, things like I would never, ever do. That class was the beginning of uh, starting my journey into public speaking. Although to this day, I, I still, it's not my favorite thing to do. But I know that it needs to be done in order to to grow an income. And so when I was in Philippines, just doing it so much, really the repetitiveness of it and just kind of getting out of my comfort zone and and, and doing it really helped me just it was just like a standard operation every weekend. This is what we did. We said the same thing all the time. And I just got it done. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm the best presenter ever, but uh, I was good enough to get enrollments. To, to get people to join and and for people to buy products. Yeah, it's not repetition. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, so, you know, if people are listening to this and they say, well, I can't do it, I'm not a good presenter, the first step you're going to want to do is get some self-development help. You might want to start with some books, take a course like I did, but at the end of the day, you have to jump in and just don't beat yourself up. You may not be the best speaker in the world, but it's okay because in network marketing, you don't need to be. Mm, that's a big nugget there. You know, the great, I'm going to repeat that. Number one, get a course, get some type of training or coach, learn it. Number two, don't, you don't need to be, don't compare yourself to others. You don't need to be the best, right? And in network marketing, you don't need to give the best presentation because you're using the tool, right? It's the, you're just, you're the messenger. You're not the message. Really good nuggets here. Hey, um, you talk about one of the reasons why you were good. You talk about Philippines doing the same thing over and over again. You know, it's about consistency. How important is consistency to success? Oh, it's huge. It, it is the main factor to being successful. I mean, in, in anything you do, uh, you have to be, you have to have consistency. So, you know, when I first, so I'll give you an example of consistency. You know, we, we need to prospect every day. We need to market our businesses and promote every day. But when we first come in as a new distributor, we need to train and learn our, uh, a system so we can go out and greet, qualify and invite. I find that some associates come in, they go to the first training, and then they kind of go off the grid a little bit. And a couple of weeks go by, and then I get a phone call saying, what do I do next? Or uh, what was that training I did? I, I, I'm going to go back to it and, and look at it again. And I'm just thinking to myself, you're going backwards now because you forgot what you learned three weeks ago. With training, you come in, you go to your calls. Like I know my company, we have a, a great Facebook community. We have calls every week. And you go on the calls, learn the system, how to greet, qualify, invite. And then once you have the basic skill set, you go out there and you do it. And I, I think when I see people who say they're not successful, I look at their daily activities. Like, so what did you do today? And none of it is business building. So, I, so I've learned from some of the top leaders who've been in the Million Dollar Club, they do their business every day. And for me personally... People say, well, you're always working. But I said, when you love what you do, it isn't work. And I could be doing my business at 11 o'clock at night. I can be doing it in the afternoon. And even through hard times, even through hard times, I'm doing my business. So I just give you an example. My, so my mom was really sick for a long time. She had um, a heart, heart, heart attack. It made her heart uh, very weak. 
So she needed an operation on some valves, and she was in her in the hospital in uh, Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio, for about six months. So I was going there all the time, spending weeks there. And I think most people would have just put their business on pause. But the way I thought about it was, wow, if I let my business slip, then that's two things. My, uh, so my mom eventually passed away, unfortunately. But if I lose her and then lose my business, now I'm losing everything. So I had my backpack on my back. It was like a business in a bag. I had all my tools. I had my computer. And I just, people always recognized me with, oh, that's the guy with the backpack on. Because anytime my mom had to like rest and go to sleep, I would say, mom, just go to sleep. I'm going to, I'm just going to do some work here, make some phone calls. I'll go out here in the waiting room so I don't wake you. And I was actually enrolling people and getting people to buy products at the hospital. So that's what I think consistency is. Um, no matter what life throws at you, you continue to do the business and get it done. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. And, and it's like, if you treat it like a business, you have to be consistent every day, right? Like if you opened a pancake, st- I don't know why I said pancake, pancake restaurant, your yeah. mom could be sick, but you still got to be, you know, someone's got to be opening the business. Although if it's closed for one or two weeks, when you come back, it's not, not, not going to be any more customers anymore. Hello all, Aisham Hipsher here in the studio ready to bring you this week's show ambassador who comes all the way from Minnesota. Lena, Lena from Minnesota says, thank you. You are awesome. You're awesome, Lena. Thank you, Simon, for your time and for all the awesome interviews with so many successful people. I got introduced to your podcast a couple days ago and I have to say, I love it so much. And every interview is different, which is exactly what I'm looking for. I want to say thank you to my mentor who always suggests me good stuff. Shout out mentor, Lena's mentor, boom. Since day one, every audio I listen to three to five times a day, and that's two to four audios. Wow, that's a lot. (laughs) I guess for a couple days, Lena's hard at work. I wake up, listen, I listen before bed, and I listen while I'm asleep. And I share your audio to my team so that they can be like me. Thank you. Keep more coming for us. I love and I get so much energy and excitement every time I listen to your podcast. I'm actually listening to Randy Gage and just placed an order for his book that you suggested too. Thanks again. Have a blessed day and a wonderful life. Lovely Lena, you are awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for for taking the time to leave an awesome review. Very sweet of you. Very kind. And also, thank you for the five stars. We greatly appreciate that. And so does all of MLM Nation, I'm sure. Lena, you are this week's show ambassador. Let her hear it, folks. Woo! Lena, awesome. (laughs) I love it. Guys, if you want to be featured as next week's show ambassador, just leave us a rating and review. Just jump on iTunes. takes about a minute to do that, and then you're done. We'll never ask you for another favor again for listening to this podcast that we so carefully and lovely produce to you guys for free. So what we do is every week we'll select just one of our favorites, and boom, a star is born. Guys, I'm looking forward to reading your review to the world next time. Now back to Simon and the show. Hey, you heard it. Consistency is so, so important. Without it, you'll never be successful. And in my mission to help a thousand people earn a thousand dollars a month, I know one of the things we need to work on is 
to help you become more consistent and take action. And that's what we do in Purpose Driven Networkers. For just 33 cents a day, we prospect together. I hold you accountable. I make sure you work on the DMO, the income producing activities. And so all that for 33 cents a day, I made it easy for you to get help. Go check it out at PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. Let's get consistent and let's start finally not just learning, learning, but taking action and making money in your business. Let's do it. So take us back to when you were part-time, and we'll talk about your full-time and what's been happening in a bit, but take us back when you were part-time, you had a job, job. what was your routine like? Because you say you were very consistent, you worked on the business building. What was your routine like back then? Well, I do want to say, first, I was not consistent because the uh, business was new for me. I didn't understood what it took to be successful. So I, I thought it was just one of those things where you come home from your full-time job and then oh, I'll spend an hour building my, my company and it just really didn't work out that way. Nothing was happening. So I wasn't very successful in my first year. It wasn't until I heard a training call and I still I still refer back to this 15 years later, you got to do the business in the nooks and crannies of your day. Because I remember I'd come home, I'd be so tired. I'm like, ah, do I really feel like building today? Uh, you know what? I'll do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow came and I didn't do anything. And the next thing I know, I didn't do anything all week. So it started with, I woke up in the morning. Uh, I'd be walking to the train. This is New York City, by the way. I'd walk to the train and I'd walk and talk. I, I would either talk to a prospect, talk to a team member. If I had no one to talk to, I would talk to my upline. And then I'd get off the train, do more talking during the day when I took a lunch, instead of watching SportsCenter with my friends, my new thing to do was to set up meetings in, in downtown New York City, sit down and do a, a presentation of the products or the business. Um, if I didn't have a presentation scheduled, I called leads and I called the leads that were in my back pocket. Yeah, I would follow up and do as much as I could in a lunch or maybe in a 15 minute break and go back to work. And then there were sometimes we had training calls at night where I'd be on the train. I couldn't listen in. So I would stay at work and I'd go into a conference room to listen to these calls and make sure I was getting the training that I needed. So that helps me to this day because it doesn't get any easier. <laughs> so life throws curveballs at you and there's there's a lot of things going on. And a lot of times I'm building my business on the run still to this day. So you're, that's very inspiring. Staying at work. I don't know if you caught that on my mission. John stayed at work. So back then, I guess back then the subways didn't have a cell phone service, right? Uh, so he stayed yeah. at work so he can dial in onto a training call. And another big aha moment is, you know, John did all that stuff in the morning, walking and talking in the train and then at the lunch hours. Even by the time he got out of work, when most people start their business, maybe after they get a job and you, know, you may be tired, John actually got a lot of stuff done already just from the lunchtime and, like you said, the nooks and crannies. That's really, really good. Thank you for sharing that. Now It was huge. It helped my confidence, too, because when I got home, I'm like, wow, I talked to five or six new people today. This is great. And then I would muster up a little bit more energy to maybe talk to one or two more. So yes. it was a great confidence booster. Yes, because ML Nation, action increases self-esteem and confidence. When you sit on your lazy butt, that's the worst thing when you feel bad about your business because you haven't done anything and keeping those pipelines full. And action leads to self-esteem and confidence. Now, you may, you mentioned something very interesting. You said that uh, you know, you're know you a million-dollar club member. You were the number one. By the way, this is like a 
billion dollar company, number one customer role in the entire billion dollar company, Emma Mission, who that's what we're talking to right now. And he still says you have, you know, lots of things going on. Things never get easy. What do you mean by that? So, you know, I touched on my my mom before where, you know, she she suffered from her uh, heart attack and she was in the hospital for like six months. And then some years after that, my, my daughter was diagnosed with uh, type 1 diabetes. For those of you who are not familiar with type 1 diabetes, the pancreas does not produce insulin. The job of insulin is to help take the sugar in your blood, put it in the cells of your muscles so you get energy from your food. It's an incurable disease. You know, I, I got to be very thankful and fortunate I am in network marketing because I am with my daughter all the time. She requires up to eight shots a day. Anytime she consumes a carb, we have to be there with uh, a needle to inject insulin for her. Our, our insulin pens, those are that access the pancreas for her. So I go to her school every single day for lunch, measure out her food, give her her insulin, and wait for her to eat. Yeah, things things are very crazy, Simon. It's uh, that, That's what I meant with like things don't get any easier. <laughs> and so I have to build a business while taking care of my daughter. And I still have my son. My son's three years old and he's just getting potty trained. So uh, we're doing a lot of different things with, with him. You know, then you got school and running a household. And, and then there's a list of other personal things that I'm not going to go into. Those are just the big things right now. But it's so easy to get distracted and not build your business, put it on maintenance mode. And I know maintenance mode is bad. And in, in fact, um, some encouragement I can give to people that are in the same situation as me is that the business takes my mind off of things. It takes my mind off of like this life-threatening disease and other personal things that are going on. And, and it, it inspires me to do well because my, my family needs me to be there. Um, I could not imagine taking care of my daughter if uh, I worked 55, 60 hours a week like I used to at my last job. Just to let uh, people know, uh, John's daughter is just turned five. So we're not talking about someone who's like a teenager. Basically, when she actually found, when you, you found out about diabetes, she was like four years old, four and a half, right? Something like that. When you told yeah, me. it was earlier this year. Yeah. It's been about eight months now and it's been the craziest time of her life. And there is no cure for type one diabetes. No, you know, being that um, we're in the health industry, I, I knew about type two diabetes. I, I knew I knew customers needed low glycemic type of uh, foods, and I knew that oh, you know, if they can change their lifestyle, lose some weight, eat better, that the condition could be better. But I was bucketing everything under type two diabetes. There's something called type one, which I was totally unfamiliar with, and this is actually a, um, a life threatening disease. Like we, we actually have to live each day life and death for our daughter. What, what happens in type one is the pancreas does not produce insulin because it doesn't. What happens is like a, a regular blood sugar for Simon, you and I would be like 110, 105, you know, 115 for her. When she got admitted into the hospital, she was at 665. And what happens is if you have too much sugar in your blood, a lot of things happen. They call it the invisible disease because the person looks normal. I think that's why people kind of misunderstand the disease. Like they're not in a wheelchair. They're not limping. You know, it's all this chaos going on inside their bodies. And so what happens is the body can't 
get the, the sugar into the cells for energy. So it pulls energy from muscles and from fat. And then the patient gets so skinny, they go into a coma. So before 1922, it was a death sentence for anybody with type 1 diabetes. There was no management, nothing. And it wasn't until 1922 where some scientists from Toronto, they figured out how to excrete insulin from beef and pork. And they went to uh, a child hospice where children were dying and they injected this insulin and they all came back to life. And since then, science has gotten a lot better. In the 80s, they produced like bioengineered, like synthetic insulin. But even then, people like you can't, it's so hard to figure out the proper insulin and match it up with the food. So, so my daughter, when she eats food, you know, like us in the health industry, we know not all labels are accurate. So I'm trying to read the uh, label, trying to match it up with the insulin and it's not a perfect science. So what I meant by we live day to day life or death is if we give her too much insulin, the reverse happens. Her numbers start going well below 100, where if she doesn't have enough sugar in her body and we don't catch it fast enough, she'll she'll drop to the floor, have a seizure, and she can fall into a coma and die. Or, like I said, the other way, if it goes too high, she can go into a coma or there's there's if people who don't manage their sugars correctly because maybe they can't afford insulin. There are stories out there of like 27, 28 year olds who have a heart attack or organs like kidneys are failing or they're going blind. So I got to tell you, Simon, I was completely thrown back like this actually happened. You know how we found out we won a or I won a company trip to, to um, Europe and we were supposed to go for, for two weeks. We were going to go to Ireland and France and UK and my in-laws were here taking care of the kids. And I noticed that my daughter was, she was going to the bathroom a lot and she was drinking a lot of fluids. And uh, my wife noticed that her her tongue was orange. And then we're like, well, we should probably bring her to like the urgent care. And the urgent care took her blood and immediately said, you need to go to the emergency room. And we spent all night at the, uh, at the hospital. They put her on an IV to try to get all her blood sugars down. But even at this point, because I don't understand type one, I'm thinking, oh, we're still going on this trip. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're going to everything's going to be OK. They're going to get her blood sugars down. Doctor comes in and just gives us the devastating news that she has type one diabetes. There's no cure. Your life is going to change forever. Mm. And then she spent four days in a children's hospital where we had to take classes and I, I had to actually inject myself and and test my blood to learn how to do all this. And there was a lot of crying for four days. I mean, mm-hmm. when you're, when your little girl uh, has this and there's no cure, you know, uh, life really changes. But after that, you know, I kind of try to look at things on the, on the bright side. And I think that's, what's good with network marketing uh, training, you know, all the training I've done, I said, you know what, I'm so fortunate to have a business because now I can be there for her, you know, whenever she needs me. Yeah, and also like the mental toughness to deal with this. Uh, for, I mean, ML Nation, I mean, if, I've actually been with John where, you know, technology, uh, like her daughter Alyssa has something like a sensor connected. And when her blood sugar gets too low, it alerts John. And John and his wife literally has to run to the school and go get help. He's like basically being on call for 24 hours. Yeah, you know, the te- technology's gotten better. But I will say that we're in a lucky situation where, we're earning so we can afford these types of devices. There's 
there's tens of thousands of people who have to do it the old fashioned way. They have to keep pricking their son's or their daughter's finger and measure the blood that way. They don't have the device because they don't have insurance. Mm. So it's, uh, there's huge news actually right now. So that's why, you know, I know there's purpose driven networkers out there and I know they want to help people. That's what we do as network marketers. We help people with our products. And I know when I became full time, I started to inject myself in, in charitable events. You know, I started to do things for Habitat Humanity. I started packing foods for children. When I got kids, I did more children type things. You know, we, we painted schools and we've given backpacks to kids. And, you know, I, I really want to make a difference with my business. But now with my daughter having type one diabetes, now we're, we're fully into an organizational organization called Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. And the only, like you talked about this device and uh, when I talked about insulin getting better, this only happens because more people are understanding what type one diabetes is and they're, they're paying more attention to it. And this organization needs money. They, they take the money to try to find this cure. And we're actually doing a, a walk, a family walk, family and friends walk on uh, November 3rd on a Sunday at Angel Stadium. And uh, so we're currently raising money to, to, to help people type one. And I, and I know those purpose-driven networkers, I know they, they want to find something that they can really make a difference. And if they really want to be a part of a cause that can potentially be cured in, in the next decade or so, um, please visit my daughter's website, which is www.alissasarmy.org. Alissas is plural, A-L-Y-S-S-A-S army.org. And there, you know, any amount is fine, but just just to be involved. Um, it, it's a tremendous organization that's helping so many kids, not only trying to help them afford insulin, but to come up with a cure with this awful disease. Yeah, th thank you for sharing that. You know, one of the things I believe about network marketers, and I love network marketing, is because it allows us to give back more. So ML Nation, I know you have a heart, you just heard about John's story. You want to contribute. This is something that's no cure and especially for little boys, four or five-year-old girls who need to get, you know, pricked in uh, injections all the time. Hopefully there is a cure. You can contribute. Again, alyssasarmy.org, and we will put that link in the show notes page. And um, as a, you know, as a group of network marketers, a profession, let's do something good. This is our chance to really give back to the world, and especially when there's no cure. So, John, thank you for sharing that. And uh, I know that's what's taking, been taking up a lot of your time. Well, Simon, thank you for letting me share this on your show. And we feel the love so far. You know, we've already gotten like thousands of dollars of donation. And it's, it's been so exciting. And, you know, we just our, our heart, our heart uh, just goes out uh, to everybody who, who's helped us. We, we're we're so, so excited and so appreciative. You're welcome. So let's go on to a little bit. A um, couple more questions and then we wrap up the show. OK, let's go back to uh, network marketing. And let's go to my favorite question. Of your 15 years, what is your worst moment in network marketing to the point that most people will quit, but you didn't quit, and that's why you are where you are today? You know, the worst, there's been a bunch of worst moments. <laughs> I, you know, uh, when you're building a business, um, you go through ups and downs. And I would say the biggest worst moment was when I decided to quit, okay? So I, I quit. My full-time job in 2006, 2007, uh, I go to Asia to start building. Uh, things are going great. I actually, uh, I actually obtained a rank advancement when I was out there. I was all happy. And all of a sudden, 
this never before seen negative news came out on our company. Um, it was absolutely crazy because no one's ever seen anything like this before. This, 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 there was a man who used to be an ex con and I guess he was out of jail and he claims that, you know, he's good again. And he had like a watchdog site and just, um, started bashing my company, just started, started to say like, uh, things about the quality of the products, the quality of the management, the, the business model. And, um, being still fairly new to the company, I was just like, oh my gosh, I just quit my job and what do I do? Or like, what is all this? And, you know, should I believe this? Is this true? And, you know, I started thinking of things like, you know, should I get my job back? And, but, you know, those are just initial reactions. And then, then I thought about, you know, I already inspected this company. I've gone to all the events. I know some of the management. I've been taking the products for a couple of years and these are great products. What is this guy talking about? And so with communication with my upline and communication with the company, this man was basically just making accusations, using freedom of speech just to make accusations and uh, just twisting words. And really, he was good at marketing. So he's putting YouTube videos out there and he was trying to drive the stock price down so he could make money. And although in the short term, it damaged the company a little bit in the, in the news, the company got through it. And it was a learning experience because what I learned is that that was the day I learned that I want to get a lot of customers because some of my distributors quit, but the customers stayed. And that's because we have an awesome product. And that's all the research I did when I first came into the company. I, I've been taking the products for 15 years and they, they're wonderful. The customers didn't care about the news. They just know, hey, this product's good. I'm going to keep taking it. And you know what's uh, incredible was when this happened back in 2007, the company, my company was about a $400 million company, and today it's over $1 billion, the company. So the learning experience is just don't react, investigate. You know, mm-hmm. talk, to, talk to your upline. Just don't make any drastic moves and just be like, I'm out of here, because you might not be getting the whole story. And, and by the way, this guy, this guy, he was doing this to other companies, and one company he did it to, he was getting all con people get greedy, right? So he was so greedy that he got caught in a couple lies and had to admit that he was purposely trying to drive down this company's stock. He got five years in prison for that, and then he got five years for, for embezzling money from a church to fuel his operations. He was a pastor of a church to make it look like he was a good guy. Mm but got five more years for that. So he's currently in prison. Well, it's a good uh, good ending to that story. And the, I like what you said, don't react, investigate instead, because we tend to react and uh, jump to conclusions and to do hasty decisions. Hey, thank you so much. Uh, you're also, John, I have to ask, uh, bring this up. You're also a purpose-driven networker. How has a uh, purpose-driven networker, this community, helped you with your business? Oh, the community is awesome. I love the sharing. Oh, you know, so I go, I go on there every day and there's there's uh, people who are making things happen, and I, I like the good news of it to to see that wow, there's so many successful people in our industry, and I love all the uh, the the different trainings that you come out with every day. It's just awesome. It was just awesome information, you know, a skill building information that I could take back in, into my business, and I also try to contribute as well. So. If there's something that like, oh, I just got a customer today or I enrolled some some people, I try to attach some of my screen prints of 
text messages I've had with my my prospects or just something that's going to help other people. So it's a, it's a take and give. And with this community, we're doing a lot of that. There's a lot of people that are are, are giving great information and experiences. And I try to do the same. And anybody who wants to be part of a tight group, a great community, purpose-driven networkers is, is it. All right. Hey, thank you for sharing. As we go towards the end of the show, some quick questions to pick your, pick your brain. And these can be quick answers. The first one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Champions aren't made in the ring. They are merely recognized there. What you cheat on in the early light of morning will show up in the ring under the bright lights. And uh, I've always liked that, always, because it talks about consistency. You know, it talks about working hard. And when I look at other successful people and they're up there on stage, what they're doing on their off time is they're being consistent and building their businesses. There's no shortcuts. What is one habit that's helped you become successful? Uh, consistency, big time. Um, when I first came into the business, I was not consistent and I saw what that got me. Six checks in 32 weeks, <laughs> six small checks, not much going on in my first year. But everything revolves around consistency. That's one of the main components of of success. So, but what you do every day and as network marketers, we need to promote, we need to market, we need to reach out and talk to people. We need to greet, qualify and invite. Those are our business building activities. So doing that every day to help us get to the next level in our businesses. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? It's never the wrong prospect, just the wrong time, yes. which I didn't understand at the very beginning, but is completely true. I've had um, friends and family join years later. It's totally true. It's, it's, I always think so. When I'm talking to someone, they say it's not for them right now. I always think of that quote. And I said, you'll come around, <laughs> you know, maybe next month, maybe, maybe next year, maybe in the next 10 years, but I'll see you again. <laughs> What's your favorite prospecting tool? So say someone's qualified prospect, they want to learn more about the products or the business. Do you send them a video or do you get on, uh, do you talk to them? Do you do a, you know, a Zoom? What do you like to use? Well, I do online and offline. So offline, I like to use a company catalog. And I also like to use, uh, we have a tool that talks about the company and the business. And then online, we have like a, a media center and I share what's appropriate. So uh, I can send videos, I can send different uh, PDF files. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a pretty cool database. But I, I really, at this point, I hopefully know the person's why by now. And I send the you know, the email with the tool that talks about their why. Do you have a favorite online resource like Dropbox or Evernote or a favorite app on your phone that you could recommend? I'm a big email marketer, so I use iContact. I like to use a tool called Skitch because I like to m mark up my screen prints and send them to my, to my team members when we're talking about things, make things more clear, instructions. What's one or two books you can recommend to ML Nation? So, you know, I, I've read different kinds of books and listened to different kinds of audios. And right now, Simon, kind of based on, on the, the theme of our call right now, I'm, I'm listening to Les Brown. And some people might think, well, why is a one-star diamond director listening to Les Brown? Is that motivation? And, you know, sometimes leaders need motivation. You know, like I didn't ask for these things to happen in my life, but I've been throwing some curveballs. And let, see, I, I met Les at a... Um, our company event a few years ago, he has some great stuff. And 
one of the things he says is sometimes you can unconsciously be negative and you don't realize it because life is uh, beating you down. And I know this happens to a lot of other people. And, you know, I started, I said, wow, you know, that hit me so hard. And I've, you know, I've got to run a household. I got to run a family. I got to run a business. So I don't want to be unconsciously negative. And so I, I've been listening to his stuff and, and people who are in my situation, you listen to, Le, you listen to Les Brown. He, he kind of shows you uh, another spin on life and how to think of things. It's awesome. And here's the last question, the million dollar question. You ready? I'm ready. So imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one. You didn't know me, you didn't know your wife, you didn't know your kids. You're like a total alien that went to another planet, but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you do or the first place you go to build a network marketing business from scratch? <laughs> when I first started, I would have said, let's hang out at a coffee shop. We don't need to do that anymore. <laughs> you know, with uh, the internet and social media, uh, that's the way to go. You can meet so many more people uh, so, so much more quickly and you don't have to go anywhere. So I would say check out social media, build the relationships, use, use Messenger. Where, and, uh, so which social media group would you go? If you had to meet someone right now, what would you do? I'd probably start with Facebook. But where I, on I, Facebook? I, like, like a di youth diabetes group or what would you, a baseball group? What? Well, you know, uh, well, you're constantly adding friends from different areas, right? So I guess it depends, like, you know, offline when you're, you're meeting people, you're saying, hey, what's your Facebook? And, and it's a combination of that. And then it's a combination of, yes, going to different groups. So for in my case, I would go to a type 1 diabetes group or you can go to a mom's group, a stay-at-home dad group. You know, I, I have, I'm in a cool stay-at-home dad group and I talk to a lot of, a lot of dads. Uh, you know, there's sports. Uh, there, there's, you know, whatever you're interested in, just make sure you're doing something you're interested in that you like to talk about so you can fuel the greeting and you can build trust. And then eventually there will be opportunities to uh, talk about your what you do. John, you've been awesome. As we wrap up, any last words or advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect with you? Um, I just appreciate if they went to uh, www.alissasarmy.org, not com, but org. And we can uh, communicate through there. They can join my team or um, uh, they can email me through there or johngerlitz.com. And just that my, my final, my final words are that I mean, this industry is so awesome. Like, you know, it's a, it's amazing. When I first started, I was a single guy in a small apartment, you know, and I had a full-time job, no kids. And now I'm a stay at home dad, married two two great kids and, uh, building this business 15 years later. So if you're having any problems, there's ups and downs in this business, just uh, get the self-development or, or the upline help you need or, or, or go to uh, purpose-driven networkers and let's work together and, and get you to the next level because uh, life is incredible on the other side. ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you will be hanging out with John Gerlitz. So keep up the momentum and go to MLNation.com and just click on the podcast tab and the show notes and also the link to where you can contribute to um, the Type 1 Diabetes course, alyssasarmy.org. Uh, I know I spelled it out here, but you can have the direct link on the website as well. Be awesome if you all contribute. Hey, John, you know, to be successful in life and business and network marketing, you must help others. So thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again and God bless you. Thanks, Simon. Great to see you. 
Hey, I'm Al Nation. Don't forget to check out BYOB. It is like a workshop unlike any training you've attended. You're not going to be sitting there taking notes and just get motivated. We're actually going to work together. That's why it's called a workshop. It's like going to the gym. You're working out together, not just sitting there taking notes. And you will get at least one interested prospect by the end of the session. I guarantee it. You see how it works. Well, in the past, I had to travel for it. You had to travel. But now I made it online where you can get results with me at home. Go check it out at mlnation.com forward slash B-Y-O-B. mlnation.com forward slash B-Y-O-B. It's going to be a ton of fun and let's prospect together and let's get results immediately. See you there at B-Y-O-B. Hey, ML Nation. Great show. Very inspiring. It's a little bit longer from John Gerlitz. And yeah, I mean, I, I, he's a good good friend of mine and I've known him for many years. So when he told me about his daughter, I remember, I think it was in January or early February this year, uh, my heart's a sunk, you know, having a four-year-old girl with type 1 diabetes. I knew his life would change forever, having to monitor blood sugar all 24-7. And but thank you for this profession. You know, John's a stay-at-home dad and can help her at all times. And but if you have a heart, I, I, really, I really mean this. You know, I believe network marketers allows us to give back more. If you want to give back, even if it's like fifty cents, a dollar, uh, go yeah, go go to alyssasarmy.org or just go to mlnation.com. Go on this podcast, John Gerlitz, and contribute because um, unfortunately there's no cure out there. But John, that's his purpose now to go out there and uh, contribute to this. For, for, for the cost. And you can read more about it on the website. So uh, things here, like, you know, aha moments, recaps, John did presentations, right? Even though that was his aha moment, he had to learn to present, but he is scared to death to present. He took a public speaking course and he, great tips there. Number one, learn, find a course you can learn. Number two, you don't need to be the best, right? And number three, and network marketing, you're the messenger. You don't need to be the best polished speaker. And in many ways, not being polished helps you because it's more duplicatable, right? When you're like a fancy, fancy talker, you may, you know, people just like, I can't do that. So it's very, very inspiring. Like John, someone like John, who's very, you know, before was very poor speaker, doesn't like to speak, can still go out there. Uh, John mentioned consistency many, many times throughout the show about doing the business every day. He gave you that routine he had when he was part-time, like making calls, talking to his team while he was walking during the nooks and crannies, during the office hours, during the lunchtime, doing meetings here, doing a couple of follow-up calls. Um, that's what it takes, consistency, building every day, right? We, you know, you got to treat like a business. If you had a restaurant, you need to be open every day. If you're not open, you're going to lose your customers. Your business will go out of business. And that's the same thing in network marketing. John talked about maintenance mode is bad. You can never be on maintenance mode. Always got to be producing and doing stuff. Always working on the business, you know, the business building activities, uh, working on the DMO, right? If you don't have a DMO, we have one on the mlnation.com you can grab, but working on those things all the time. Last thing is worst moment. Uh, I talked about, you know, this company being attacked. Great advice. Don't react. Investigate instead. Don't just hurry up and react to things or what you're reading online. Investigate, do a little more due diligence, but stay focused. And the thing that builds a long-term business is customers. You know, John's been the number one customer role in his company this year. For the past like five, 10 years, he's always been like a top 10 customer roller. And this year, he cracked number one. So customers, you know, if you're listening to your product, your company has a good service, good product, they stay, 
right? That's the key to a long-term business with a residual income. The customers stay. So great stuff on here. And the John also mentioned about purpose-driven networkers. If you want to check out the community, only $10 a month. You get accountability. You get a prospect with me and lots of good other fun stuff in there. Uh, check out purposedrivennetworkers.com. But we'll put all that in the show notes page. Hey, ML Nation, thank you for listening. Thank you to John Gerlitz for sharing. And uh, thanks to you. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all.